Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Hey everybody, welcome to The Roundtable. We're kind of have to go like this because we're still yeah. in the transition period of... <laughs> Hey, Nick, I'm saying it as a good thing. It is a good thing. Because we're getting there. No, that, table. I know. Listen, table. my point my point just is it's a good thing because it just shows that Ministry Life Church is growing. Yeah. Great things yes. are happening. So my point just was to say for today, because <laughs> we normally have three cameras, but for today, you're gonna look like this so yeah. that you can make sure to see. But we're on episode number fifty one round table. We're very thankful that you guys could join us. Just as a reminder, what is the round table what are we trying to do where are we trying to go so i actually listened back to a couple of these you did i haven't listened to one ever that's amazing so i went back and listened to it because i was like which i want to know if i really have a terrible voice which one i don't remember which one you was don't remember now. was it like well i listened to part one? of the shane floor okay one. i was about to say i you figured know, it was I'm that one <laughs> And yeah. part of it was, is like, I put this thing out there that said, I want to be a broadcaster. He did. Like, I want to, I want to broadcast football games. I want to be the color guy. Anybody interested in it? Nobody. It's respond. only been two weeks. And it's so the, I'm thinking, weeks. do I sound like Pee Wee Herman or something? <laughs> <laughs> not mean, at all. Do I not have a voice that would be like, somebody would want to listen to it? So I thought, I'm going to go back and listen to sound like, like Pee Wee Herman. Maybe they just have called you and you haven't answered. No. No, Are you sure? or maybe I sound like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I don't think you, you do at all. No. So anyway, so we're in the process of switching spaces. Yeah. So that's maybe that's what I was getting to. Yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. So we're switching spaces. Switching things are spaces. growing. Uh, one of the things you ought to do if you listen to the podcast sometime and you're a fan of ours, you should actually get a hold of Nick and have him bring you into his new media room. Yeah. Because you know people that don't see this, it's like, <gasps> like a tour. It's like seriously impressive. I've always wanted to be a Hollywood don't tour you think? person. I think so. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for this to be oh, done. Oh, it's it's yeah. like huge. No, there. that's my point. Yeah. Like I don't think anybody has an idea of what goes on behind the scenes. No. It's you know, to make so everything cool. happen. That's my point, is, yeah. is that like nobody knows except the behind the scenes mm -hmm. people, you know, on oh, right. what it really looks like. But we're changing and we're going to a new setup. So we got this new table. Yes. Which yeah, really well, isn't actually, a table. It's, it's a, a door. door. Yes, it's a door. Right? <laughs> that Jenny made into a table? No, I didn't. Heck no. Nick did this. Wow. Yeah. And I don't even know what these legs are, but he did They're an amazing. Piping. Oh, see? Like, that's seriously impressive. I know. I know. Yeah, and I don't Use know. Use what see, you have. No, I know, but did we, we were talking these? about how we were going to redo the door. We did have them. Right? So we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're, we're going to redo this door. How are you going to redo the hey, door, Jenny? Hey, who's our guest today? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Who's why, don't our guest today? why don't you go ahead and introduce him? Yeah, because we always do that. This is Dan Smelser. What, and we Dan get in these long Smelser? conversations without Dan? No, remember you said we were going to start off and we were going to introduce our guests immediately. I know, go ahead. Dan is the OG of the church I just found out. The, what's OG stand you, for? We have, I've said this one time and you asked me before. Okay, say it. It is time, Original Gangster. That's right. Wow, he's one of the original gangsters See, of the he, church. He even knew that. <laughs> <laughs> the OG at Life Church. Meaning? Meaning he's been here for 16 years. That's a long time. That is a long time. Yeah, I said we were talking before we started the podcast that we started in 04, mm -hmm. Halloween of 04, which you look back on it now. What church That's has their first service on Halloween? I know. I know. <laughs> you know, out of all the times to plan, yeah. you know, hey, let's pick this, you know, but we had these like lead up services. Mm -hmm. So we had like 
pre-grand openings, you know, where people okay. could come and try the church three weeks beforehand, and then we had our actual. So why don't grand- you count those? Huh? Why don't you count those? Because they weren't really open to the public. But because they were churches. When we did it, the funny thing is, you know, the billboard out by uh, Kroger. <laughs> How was it? Did you uh, have one? Oh yeah, the whole billboard really? was up there, and it's one. Of, it was Isaac when he was a little kid, Aww. and he had a little thing of peas. You know, <laughs> why I have to go get the flyer. I don't oh even remember gosh. what it says, but oh. something, but it was the whole, we had like billboards everywhere. We sent out wow. flyers to everybody and that's impressive. You know, I'll have to get one of the original, maybe when we come up on one of our anniversaries, I'll we be should. like, we'll put it up on the podcast of like a hundred. Mm-hmm. I will be dead. We're halfway through. No, I thought you meant a hundred years of the oh, church. No. <laughs> <laughs> the anniversary of the church being a hundred years old. You guys no. can celebrate without me. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. We'll do 20. How about 20? 20 years. We're coming up on that. We are. Yeah. Two more years. 2004. Two and a half. Okay. We'll get yeah. there. But anyway, Dan's here from the beginning and maybe Dan, before we get into whole Jenny's, how she's going to read you our table. <laughs> yeah. How did you end up at life church? Did you get a flyer? Um, actually I don't, I think we were just, cause we had just moved back here and I think it was like January, February of that year. So we were just kind of church shopping and we have, uh, my parents' church in Salvation Army. Right. So one day we, we were going there and we drove past and we just saw Life Church. We said, well, we'll try this church out next week. So we came at Easter for service and then never looked back. <laughs> never left. And no, never because left. Dan, I'll never forget this. Dan was a Willow Creek guy. Yep. What's Willow Creek? What? <laughs> yeah, what's Willow Creek? <laughs> wow. Sorry, I offended no, you. No, I'm serious. Like anybody that's been in the church world knows Willow Creek. Okay, well, because Willow Creek was essentially the. Next to Saddleback. Yeah. So Saddleback oh, okay. and Willow Creek were okay. somewhat of the founders of the non-denominational church movement. So, Although Saddleback was a somewhat of a Baptist, but really, yeah, Rick Warren and... Is Rick Bill Hybels. Bill Hybels. Yes. Yeah, Rick Warren and Bill Hybels. So Rick Warren is at Saddleback, Bill Hybels. Okay, I was about to say. Which, again, it's a funny trajectory, right? Because Saddleback's... Still great, still going, still doing a lot of amazing mm-hmm. things. Rick Warren's had some ups and downs, lost his kid to suicide. Wow. But Bill Hybels had a massive yeah. fall. Yep. So you really? know how we were talking about like yes. the guy from Hillsong? Yeah. That's you know, Brian kinda... Houston. Mm-hmm. So find find out Bill Hybels from Willow Creek, which again is somewhat amazing because Willow Creek did start this huge movement of churches that mm-hmm. were planning everywhere they were giving away resources like any church was getting started would go to a willow creek conference i oh, forget what the okay. willow creek conference the was called leadership summit. leadership summit like it's a huge oh, deal like okay, bill hybels yeah. was a big deal found out later on that he was having an affair with his secretary for how long uh, years yeah like seven or eight years yeah like a long oh time and the elder team knew about it <clears throat> they yeah. knew about yeah, it they knew so about terrible. the affair they still let him be in leadership Wow. Anyway, that was a pretty big blow. Yep. Where but were you living at? That's in the Chicago area. Yeah. Oh, that's where Willow Creek's nice. from. Yeah. So you just don't hear that much. Like when you're from a church plant and then yeah. somebody comes to Huntington, it's not like, oh yeah, I came from Willow Creek. Right. So I'm thinking Dan's like this superstar. <laughs> you know, he the is. guy was in, you know, the worship leader at Willow Creek just showed up at Live <laughs> Church. That's right. <laughs> How were you there for? Uh, Willow Creek were probably there four years or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, and why were you in Chicago? Well, that's, I guess I don't even remember. My that. parents were Salvation Army officers, so okay. they got moved around like pretty much every three or four years and that's where I ended up my high school years so then that's where I met my wife and then so I I went to college over there then we stayed there after we got married for a while do you know how that works the Salvation Army thing no 
I don't either. I didn't they're, even know we had one in Huntington for yeah, the longest time. No, called, I know. They're but, called officers. Yeah, so what does it really yeah, mean? What does How it mean? does it work? Well, they they go they go through an officer's training school, which is basically like a seminary. Okay. So they learn how to preach and how to like run a run a business because it's also business. Right. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so then when they're done with it, they get appointed to a, a town that has a Salvation Army. And then they go They run go it. there run it, and run it. And then oh. like every few years, of, you know, they, they move people around. Unless they're doing really, really well, then they'll keep them there. But then, you know, they just kind of like. So like every four years you guys are moving? Yeah, basically, yeah. I've, wow. It's like military. I think I've moved like 11 times in my life. Oh, jeez. Wow. What that was your like, favorite place? Um, Probably Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. What? I love, love Indy. I love Indy. Yeah. Even at really? Chicago. Chicago's too busy. Okay, were you living in no, the rural in the area? No, we're up in the like northwest suburb area. Okay, okay. It's, not, it's just it's just crazy. Gosh, I want to be right on the main downtown area no, of don't. where Chicago. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yes, you I don't. Do. Brie and I yeah. just went with her mom yeah. to Chicago, mm-hmm. and so they were in a hotel. I forget what they were. Somebody got shot. Yeah, yeah. shot. And that's really where you want to live. Oh, wait, they saw it? No, but it was like they heard the gunshots and Bree's mom's like, oh, great fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) And Bree and Isaac were like, I don't think those are fireworks. It sounds like gunshots. You're like, oh, no, I think they have fireworks down, down the street. Anyway, it comes on the news, or maybe they heard sirens. I don't remember the whole yeah. story, but sirens came. But then on the news the <laughs> next morning, it was somebody gets shot outside of this hotel. And this wasn't even like a bad part of town. Yeah. And that's where you want to live. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It would just be exciting. It's a great place to visit, but you don't want to live I there. mean, like, Trust me. I don't want it to be, like, shot or anything, but, like, just to be able to walk everywhere, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no crap, right? Like, yeah, I don't want don't shot, shot or anything. Either. Like, who does? Hey, like, right. hey, you can get shot out here going the wrong person's property. So that's true. You know? that Why that true. happened? No, I'm just saying. I'm, oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure it could. Nowadays, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, people are pretty. No, what is yeah. I, this, I mean, what just, is your attraction to the big city? Yeah. Because I would like for everything to be open 24 seven. You'd be able to walk anywhere. You would be able to, there's so many dog parks, so many people, you would never be bored. You, you just, so but are things open 24 seven in Chicago? No, I don't think I don't, they are. Well, actually I don't the, know. The about pandemic has COVID. ruined everything. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that pan- is true. Seriously. Like yeah. you can't, especially in Huntington, like oh, after 11 o'clock. Yeah. You can't get dead. anything. It's completely dead. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like was stuff open past 11? I don't know oh, what yeah. happens yeah. after nine. Yeah. No, well, like, <laughs> yeah. no there's, there were places really, open until. There's yeah. a nightlife past nine o'clock in Huntington? Not really. Not anymore. Oh. No. There was before. Walmart. Like, parking lot. No. <laughs> I swear. I mean, like Taco Bell used to Taco be open late. Taco Bell. Like, Wendy's used to be open until like one. Yes. Like, those None of that happens like, anymore? Oh my gosh. Taco Bell used to be the hangout. Oh yeah. No, you said Walmart. Both so Walmart, Taco Bell. Well, I never went yeah. to Walmart, but I went to Taco Bell. Yeah, so anyway, that's yeah. kind of, a, we got off the yeah, subject we did. a little bit. Sometimes you get a sidetrack. I know. I know, because it's always interesting to know why you would want to live in certain places. <laughs> or do or why, certain things. Oh, I know what I was listening back on. So we were what? listening back on it, and I actually laughed out loud. You did? Yeah, when we were talking about the whole gardening, like you didn't have any idea that fertilizer goes into a garden. And then you start saying, well, I went into a garden? Well, for a day at the jail. <laughs> It was a day. It was a day, and it was a great day. You know what the funniest parts are? I got my are? picture of my butt in the newspaper because they, they were taking pictures, and it, my mom was like, "I saw you." The thing that I laughed the most when I was listening to the podcast: there's nothing better than hear Nick bust out know, laughing in I the background. I know because I'm it's like, so he laughs, I'm laughing. I'm like, this is hilarious, know. you know, because he's in the background doing. I know. It. Yeah, it's good. I love it. So anyway, back to the Salvation Army thing. They move you around every four years. Do you get paid? Yeah, they get paid. Okay. They get their housing paid, their vehicles paid, okay, insurance, 
And then okay. they get like a stipend for, you know, just like everyday living. Okay. That. So they, wow. so in the, you move into these cities, they, they set you up and essentially you run the church. Cause I'm trying yeah. to decide, this is terrible that I don't know this. Well, is Salvation Army a church? Yeah. It, no, is. it yes. is. So like people come to church. Yes. Yeah. It's a church. It was a church first. That's how it started. Yeah, maybe you should I give us like that. Salvation Army background. I yeah. thought the Salvation Army was started Army... by this guy named William Booth. Yeah, I knew that, but and I thought he started it as like a place to give away food. Yes. No, no, he donations. Started as he started going to bars, and oh, he would evangelism there, evangelize there, get people, and he'd bring them to a place, and he'd, he'd have church. Okay, and then it just it kind of evolved, evolved into the whole helping people with food, and but it was definitely it was started first as a church. So why did it get the name of the Salvation Army? Yeah. Was it he, like this whole idea of raising up an army of mm-hmm. people to yep. be able to go out and. Yep. Mm, good one. Good yeah. thinking. Yeah. So, the, and not to make this sound bad, but are Salvation Army churches thriving or are they more on the food and clothing in now? See, nowadays it's probably more towards the food and clothing. Like, okay. Like most of the churches I know that, even the church I went to in Chicago before Willow, it was Salvation Army. It, it was pretty good size, but now that I've gone back, it's kind of dwindled down in size and people hmm. just aren't. And I wonder wow. if that's just because people don't know that it's a church. Like, that I wouldn't be. have ever known that. I wouldn't have either. Which I is never terrible. Known How that. I did not know that I knew I mean, it was a Salvation Army basketball, and I knew there was a place, Salvation Army giveaway food and clothes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, I didn't know, really, that... Because the guy, when he comes out in Salvation Army, he's, like, in an army dress. Yeah, the uniforms. He yep. is? Yeah, yeah like, uniforms. he has a hat. Really? Like, he looks mm-hmm. really cool. Is that why they call them officers? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he's really in the army. And really? if you become a member yeah. of the church, you're called a soldier. <gasps> Ooh, that's cool. So I was a soldier for years. Aw. You know, I mean, again, that's back to this whole, like, here's the funny thing. So you know how we were talking on previous podcasts of, like, how something starts and then it dwindles away? Yeah. And I'm, again, anybody that's listening to part of Salvation Army, I'm not saying it's dwindling Mm -hmm. away, but you think about what he started and the idea behind it and how these officers as leaders were going to raise up armies of soldiers and going to go out and reach people for Jesus. And part of reaching people for Jesus is helping in their everyday needs. Mm -hmm. And then how that over time, not that it's changed completely, like maybe that mindset's still there, but, but it's not as prevalent, right? right? Like what happens, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? What happens in the course of the history of organization and churches that because it is just like you sit here and talk about it, it's like really cool i know you know i that, had no I idea think, i think a lot of it has to do too with like they can't get people to become officers now really wow i think it's because of the generational thing you know just mm. the way that people are being raised they don't want to commit to you know commitments big i've noticed that you know the younger generations the commitment's just not there so they don't want to commit to being a officer you know and doing all this yeah. stuff so then if they don't have the officers then they're going to start closing you know, they call cores. Play they're called Salvation Army cores. Cores. That's what they're like. The yeah, the building one over here. Or... Yeah, it's called a core. Wow. And they also have other kind of buildings too. Like some of the bigger, like South Bend, they have what they call a Croc Center. A what? It's called a Croc. It's community. Oh, it stands. It stands for something, but yeah. it's basically it's a big community center and wow. church. So they have like a pool and gym and what? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Where's K- that at? KRs. There's one in South Bend. There's. Really? One in Chicago area. Yeah, they're they're in like the bigger metropolitan areas. Wow. Are your parents still there? No, they retired. That's where they retired. Are they going to church there, though? Yeah, they go to church there. Okay. Yeah. My dad's still there. Yeah, they're officers. You can't leave your church when you're an officer. Never know. No, no, they're they're, they're still helping. And again, like I said, I don't know how it's working with. You know, Salvation Army today, but I would right. just—I'm just basing it on the size of their building, and you know, it wouldn't seem like they're growing from the standpoint of—and I'm not saying it in a bad way. Right. I'm just right. saying no, like, no. hey, I just wonder 
what gets lost and all that. Because part of our conversation before was there's plenty of people to reach, yep. mm-hmm. you know. And so how in the, like the original approach that Booth had obviously worked. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Because it was working and Salvation Armies yeah. are everywhere. But you don't tend to see them as a hub of churches. Yeah. Or just of like unchurched people going other than for food. Right. Right. Or, or clothes, other than right? for, right. I think it's food and clothes. Yeah. Food and clothes. And, yeah. Cause they have the thrift stores. Right. That's what I know. Or yeah, knew it thrift for. stores. Yeah. Are they, uh, did he start the ones in other countries too? Well, he, he's from England. He started in London. That's right. I saw the show and it was in yeah, England. He's, yeah. He yeah. started. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. Cause they had, so the, was started. that's where our, the international headquarters like is. Like seventies, right? Oh, really? Huh? It was like the 70s, wasn't no. it? No, it was way before way, that. Like way before 1900s. that. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, probably, probably, no, I'm saying maybe it got transferred over into here at some point later on. But right. yeah, I mean, it's Salvation Army's been around for a long time. Yeah, over 100 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, again, learn, need to learn about that yeah. because I didn't know anything about it. So <laughs> before we go on, wow. so let's just make sure everybody understands back to... Dan is the OG, so the OG. we get to know a little bit more about Dan. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about what do you do at Life Church? A little bit about your life. What are your loves? Because you have multiple roles at Life Church yes. over the past however many years. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I started out on worship team actually, singing on stage. I did that for I forgot all about that. I had no idea until the um, con- or the whatever we went to oh, the conference. conference. Yeah. yeah, that was a long time ago. I well, forgot when, about yeah, that because I think. I went when Luke and Faith were leading. Yeah, that's when right. I got on the worship team. So, right, right. I've gone through what six worship leaders now. Wow, seven something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's how long I've been here. Okay, wow. Well, Michelle was here for ten years. Oh, that's so. I mean, so I know, before exactly. that, the turnover was a lot higher before her. Wow. But yeah, the worship leader position in the beginning yeah, was, it was a, it's like every year and a half. It was yeah, a we person. Would, yeah. <laughs> we would be changing people. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah. So I started out that, then I started helping Mike with youth. Um, yep, he was one of my volunteers. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah, when we did youth ministry together. I bet you were fun in youth. And I looked back, my kids were little, you know, and oh, so yeah. we, Dan, like, when you take Dan on a trip, uh-huh. you know, Dan, like, thrives. I know. You know I noticed that at the so, concert. Or yeah, the, so, like, when we yeah. were out, we would go to Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, we've taken the kids to multiple different places, and then Dan's out with my kids out in a parking lot in Tennessee, throwing the football, and, yeah, just great yeah. relational, mm-hmm. you know, guy guys with kids, so. Yeah, and then I took a break from that. Um until Hillary rang me back in because she needed help with junior high kids. <laughs> She's back well, because she needed help with junior high, and I was yeah. like, uh, I don't know, because right. I was more of the high school. Like, yeah, yeah, could the kids that can actually talk more. back to you, yeah, yes. instead of throwing spitballs. At yes, you. but yeah. it was fine, I, you know. So she got me back in it, but then also when we were switching over to Nichelle, we didn't have a sound guy, so they, mm. the was the five hundred nine guys that helped us move over, I believe. I don't remember. I, Whoever it was, anyways, they, they had a guy that trained both me and Gage to do the sound to help when the shell came back in. So then ever since then, I've just been on the sound. Wow. Yeah, I can't so, remember that. It's like part of that OG. transition, because for a while in between worship leaders, the 509 came down and led worship. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't have anybody. Yeah. I don't remember how that all happened. I know. I think Andy, Andy quit, like quit all of a sudden. And it could have been. I think that's what I it was. Remember, and then we didn't have anybody. We were right. looking for somebody. So. Right. And so we've always wow. said, like, as, through that transitions, we've, we try our best to raise up people from within. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead yeah. of it being like right. hiring. So I, at that point, I was like, is there anybody we just bring in that will just 
just lead worship for a while, but maybe that was the case. Yeah, you know, it's when it was. they left and yeah, it came yeah. in. So yeah, wow. so that's that's when you got into sound. Yep, and that's where I've been for the last ten years. Now, now you're on Nick's team. Never left. I'm on Nick's team. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Never left. And they're helping out with you still. So yeah, and the thing about the sound part too is is that it's, when people say, "Well, it's just sound," but let's put in a plug <laughs> by the way. It's not just sound. So anybody that wants to come, get trained, be yes. a part of, I think you like it's something we don't talk about enough. No. You know, at the church, of the mm-hmm. need for people to come and be a part of the tech at Life Church because I don't. This is what I don't think people really. Mm-hmm. is that because of the sound because of the lighting because of the video because of the everything that happens in this room yes. there's lots of people whose lives are being changed oh yeah you know and I don't think people remember that mm-hmm. like I don't think people know to the depths of how far this podcast goes how yeah. far online church goes you know what I mean like this goes way out yeah. and it can only get done because people work behind the scenes mm-hmm. you know and a lot of people are afraid of it I think you but, think so well yeah they look at, I, I mean, saw a guy I saw a guy the other day came by was talking to me he saw the board. He's like, "That's scary looking." Yeah, the that's board. What, I mean. what board? Well, the soundboard. The soundboard. Oh, he's like, I mean, "That's a lot of buttons and yeah. everything." I'm like, right. "Yeah, it looks intimidating." It's, it's really not. Once you learn it, it's right. Or it's I mean, again, seriously, but, walk know. into this room. Yeah, that's true. And you're going to be like, "Oh yeah, that that's would a be a place I could fit in." Yeah. You know, and I just think yeah. people miss the idea that we got great trainers and great leaders that can break it down and right. Because, like I said, you know, we say this all the time. Like, you should be out trying to reach people, right? So I and you should be out trying to be a part of reaching people but i think people miss how much the behind the scenes things that happen here uh-huh. the video the podcast what happens on sunday morning the telling of stories like the technical end of what makes it possible right how that's a part of reaching people yeah you know what i mean yeah. because like if you if you look at what a sunday morning is we always say this is like we need to make it with the least amount of distractions possible so mm-hmm. the holy spirit can work because every time right. a distraction comes in video doesn't work Mm -hmm. lights go out something happens you know you notice and you get distracted but you don't know how much work it takes for it not to happen yeah you know how much it takes for it the sound to be good how much time and effort is put into that and how that makes it possible for us to reach people Mm -hmm. right so it's a big team coming together and so like if you're out there and you want to be a part of something bigger you know than just you know what you're doing today or greeting you need to you need to get involved you yeah know? and and at the end you could even text to the podcast you don't even have to worry yes. about you know yeah. signing up or whatever like no, you could just... be come on and be a part of it because again once you see what happens behind the scenes i think you'll be amazed how big yes the reach of what tech gives uh-huh. us the ability to do here at life church yeah, yeah so yeah. involved in tech a lot of great things happening there also involved in youth yep. um and again dan's kind of been that way forever dan's somewhat of a servant you know same with janelle and you know they just they jump in they help whenever they you know they can and you know put it in every possible way so with that okay so we just got to get back to because we got to get back to the door just we don't have to no we do no we do (laughs) we got to get back to the door so that we all know how this door is going to look because we're all really excited about it i bet you are no i know so we're all excited about how we're going to turn a door into a table you just wait and watch listen it's gonna happen jenny what? I'm believing in you. Okay. So I'm I'm bringing the audience in. Okay. So for you audience that are listening, you need to watch because there's going to be a transformation of this table. Transformation. And we door. want you to tell us about it. Okay. Tell us how we're going to transfer this okay. table. Well, first right? Or of this all, door. This door. So the door. door is a table and it has, I don't know what type of wood on the top of it, but I'm going to figure out how to shellac it. So first I'm going to paint it. <laughs> 
I'm going to paint. Okay, wait. You're, wait. I'm going to paint this door. Okay, you're going to paint I'm going to paint this door. Paint the door. And then okay. I'm going to shellac it. Shellac it. And which then I'm going to stain it. Which what's shellac? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it means like a, it's like a primer. So maybe I should do that first before painting. I can't remember which one happens. But that's okay. You just go on Google and it tells you again. No matter how much you forget. All I need to know Jenny, is that I have the Jenny, tools to do it. This is what everybody loves about you. That, that I... Well, let me see. I'm going to paint it and then I'm going to prime, <laughs> schlack it. Well, primer, then stain. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm not in the process But it really yet. doesn't matter because doesn't. I don't need to know. No. Because I don't need to ask. It's just like cooking. I have Google. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's what everybody should get like get from this. You know, you know what you should get Google from Google no. saves lives. No, you know what you should? Like hmm. this is this should be the new movement, Jenny. So think about this. <gasps> the door movement? No. <laughs> <laughs> like I was thinking to make it something like, I don't know. No, you know what you need to do. So what? this is, so you know why people don't have relationships with people anymore? Why? Google. No, and not just Google. Jenny. Why because they don't ask listen people? To, yeah, no. listen to me. You know what you could do with a team of people that could come in here and work together and so they knows how to do it and you could work together and you could build a relationship and at the end of the day you did it as a team instead of you and Google? That's true. <laughs> right? Right, you're right. right. But why don't people do it? I don't know. I don't know. Huh? I guess I don't know. Yes, well, some people do. don't like to ask for help. So you think that's really the reason? I don't know. That's my reason. Okay. Do you think it's the same thing? That's why people don't ask? Some people probably that way, but other people just... They don't it's easier. I'm just referring yeah. to myself. Yeah, it's don't wanna... easier. I don't like to ask people it's for help. It's easier. No, I don't like to ask Do you believe this, Jenny? What? Do you believe that... And no. Do you... I don't believe that. I didn't <laughs> say anything yet. I didn't say anything. What I'm going to say is it easier to not ask people. No. Well, I say no. That's not what I was going <laughs> to say. Ask. No, I'm like saying like if you just had a group of people, okay. let's say two or three people that you want to invest into. Okay. And you brought them in on this project. Mm -hmm. Would that be good or bad? Well, that would be good. We're good. So yes. in our life is all about. Relationships. And investment. Inve yeah. So the reason that you don't want to bring people in is because you'd rather invest into Google than people. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said I didn't want to bring people in because I didn't want to ask them for help. Yeah. But, but if you realize, it would be easier with a bunch of people. Well, and you would realize that it would be more impactful. Yeah, and it would so be more So that everybody fun. that would watch this, you know, they could actually put their yeah. name in it. You know what you should do? Before I paint it? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. You know what you should do? What? You should make this door so that every guest that comes on signs it. <gasps> and so it could be a long list of like years. The, and then it could be like after this is oh, all said get and a new done. Door. You could, well, I mean, you should think of the history. Of the That's people cool. that would write their name and the date that they were here, That's and maybe cool. a little note, okay. you know, and they could sign it and put it on. Okay. That not be cool? No, yeah, that's like what. It's like um, Gino's East pieces places. Gino's East piece place in Chicago. They do that. Okay, yeah, like their tables and walls. They let you like write your name on there that you were Seriously? here. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, I've been to places pretty like cool. that. Yeah, Coffee shops. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe we make one of our walls this stuff that we can write on too. We could do that too. You know, I'm just all in. I just think it's cool when it's that personal, would be. Yeah. Yeah. right? Like it's neat that you can sit down at a table and if let's say you were a guest and you see somebody's name or right. a little note written up there somewhere and it wasn't know. that bad. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell people that? Well, no, I think what the same thing everybody says is like, we'll get to 45 minutes in an hour and they'll be like, what? It went yeah. that quick? Because they're worried. Like, what are you going to talk about for 45 minutes? Yeah, to an everybody's hour? worried. Yeah. So anyway, Jenny's okay, going to come up with a cool idea. She's going to bring a team of people together nope. because she loves relationships <laughs> and working with people. And her and Nick, who are the brains behind the round table. Mm -hmm. and future podcasts that we're going to be coming out with. 
that's that's going to be happening. Yep. Yeah. Can't so wait. Be looking. Be, be ready. Like, yeah, be ready because there's some cool stuff. Yeah. Out. So anyway, you guys are going to come up with an idea of how we can not only transform the, this door into a table, but how to make it so that it's personable, memorable, people can write on it, whatever you guys decide. And then each week, the people can be watching this process happen. Okay. That good? Oh, like I'll record it while I'm doing it? No, I'm just saying like people that watch we'll the podcast oh. each week, you're going to be able to see Got everything you. evolve. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so we'll see how far we are in two weeks from now. Well, no, no not two weeks cause yeah, because... Because remember, we're pre-recording this. Did we say that? Oh, yes. two weeks from now. Yes, I can do no. two weeks from We now. did say we're pre-recording it? I don't think so. Don't, no, either we way, we're pre-recording it because Jenny <laughs> is going to be wheeling around Disney World in a wheelchair. Yeah, I am. <laughs> right? I am. And because... Well, hopefully not. Well, you because, might be, though, because... Okay, so today... Who's going to be wheeling you one, around? One, two, three, four. T- uh, four days till the half marathon. I don't know whoever wants to. The mini in Indy. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. It's not a full marathon? No, it's a half. Oh, so you're going to be doing the... Are you going to be there? Well... I was going to ask that. I was thinking that last well, night, Well, we're actually. talking about it because Lexi and Steven are That's what go. I'm so saying. So I said to Sarah, the girl I'm dating, I said, well, let's just go to Indy for, you know, go down there, watch it, hang out in Indy yeah. for a while, and then come back, and I don't know. You're not going to do it? I don't know. Why? <laughs> That's your daughter. <laughs> you should be there. Okay, wait a second. She wants to there for her. She has never done a half marathon. And, wait a second. And to me, I'll you be there. You can't see anybody. Yes, That's you can. what I kept saying. You have to go towards the end. Like, you'll go, you need to go. So I wait for how long does it take you to run the mini? Well, it depends. Probably like two and a half hours. Okay, so for two and a half hours, I sit at the finish line to say, great job. Yes. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> It's the motivation. Know. Huh? It's I don't the motiv- know. That's a big accomplishment. So either way, so you're going to be running the mini. I am. But you have a nagging injury. Yes. And it is. It is on my right hip. Yeah. So the it's possibility. A femoral so you're going to be leaving from the. Fracture. the huh? It's a femoral neck fracture. And it's rare. It's like in less than. Um, I think 2% And it's so athletes. rare you had it in your other. Right. I've had it hip. two times. And yeah. it's only old you're people. You're like Bo Jackson. I know. I should get an award for that. Do you know who Bo Jackson is? No. (laughs) One of the greatest athletes of all time. He had a massive hip injury. Did he? That essentially ended his career. Yep. I can't remember if it was a femoral chip injury. Well, he was a football player and baseball player. (laughs) (laughs) Right to tell me before that. Thanks. Yeah, you need to look up Bo Jackson. Okay. But his was that his... Uh, quads were so strong that when he planted, mm-hmm. that it essentially ripped his complete hip out of socket. Yeah. Somewhere like that, right, Dan? Oh yeah. my god! I mean, it was like a massive thing. Yeah, into his bad. career. Yeah. Wow! But it was because he was such a strong leg. Oh, yeah. That he was somebody was tackling him and he like pushed off or something and it like the irony in that. Yeah, yeah. just like you. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Right? Right. So anyway, so you're going to run to Indy. Yes. Then you're going to Disney World. That, so we're yes, going to miss you the next, next week. So we're pre-taping right. to be able to make it so Jenny could be in Indy. Yeah. Right. Yes. So either way, over the next two, three, four weeks, you'll see the evolution of our debt, okay. of our table. Okay. Right? So everybody yeah. can be looking for it. I or you could go on and tell us what you think of those ideas on our YouTube. Like oh, people that are like, watching this. Like do a short or like, something. That's a great idea. Like go ahead and. Make like it shorts? to the table that you can write things on. and Wait, you mean like comments? Yeah, they can yeah. comment on there. Oh, okay. I yeah, see on our YouTube. Saying. When this yes. goes out and they know okay. that we're talking about the table being transformed. The door. Or the wall, you know, whatever it looks like. Maybe, give us ideas. Maybe they could give us ideas. Maybe we could be like the pizza joint. <gasps> oh there my gosh, go. maybe yeah. we could do a, con- a contest with the ideas. 
Whoever's we like the, the most, then they get. What do they win? Because well, we have we're already out of we're no. already out of tumblers. Um, <laughs> so no, I mean, that was supposed be to be here. everybody's gift, but you don't get one anymore. I have a gift for them. Huh? I have. A Did gift you give for them. Dan his gift? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Know. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so be thinking about that part of it, but but okay. anyway, so there you're running the indie. You're going to be gone. We're pre we're pre taping this. Okay, so let's let's keep moving, right? So let's talk again. So Dan, uh, current event stuff. That's one of the things we always talk about. You know, we we talked about in our previous episode the the leak with uh, that came out of the Supreme Court that mm-hmm. looks like Roe versus Wade might be overturned. You know, and you know what's funny? What? I talked to some people about the whole Amazon thing. Did you hear me talk about this? Mm. So, and again, I read it. I haven't heard it again, so it might be false news, but that's okay. <gasps> it is false news now? I know. I don't, again, I read it on Apple News. Like, it came out of something that was legitimate. Oh. Them saying that if this does happen in a state, then mm-hmm. ends up making it illegal, they'll pay for you to go to a state that's legal. Wow. to be able to get it done. So I was asking people this question because we've always had this like, what would it take you to change your buying decisions, you know, to change? So Amazon has essentially made it almost impossible, right, yeah. to, to not buy from yeah. them yes. yeah, because much. of the convenience of it. Yeah. So I said, I was talking to people and I'm like, you know, what would it be like? So would you think of it this way? So every shirt you buy funds a baby getting killed. Are you still going to do it? Yeah, that's crazy. You know, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know what the answer is? What? No. What do you think people's answers yes. are? No. Yes. They said the, the, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they would. When they, they, they when rather have the convenience. Direct. The convenience. Yeah. Think about it. Like, yeah. Are you going to stop shopping on Amazon? I mean, I have thought about it. Yeah. Are you going to stop shopping I have on thought Am- about it, but have they came up with that decision yet? If they do. If they will do. You, are you making a statement on the podcast number 51 <laughs> roundtable? <laughs> yes. Jenny will. Yes. Seriously? Yeah, it'll be good for my money too. <laughs> my bank account. <laughs> but no, seriously, yeah. I think that's impressive if you do. It because is, well, I think what everybody that I talk to is like this. How do you stop? It's going around everywhere this whole like abortion thing and it's it's annoying me on Facebook. Why? Why well, don't because I, I'm not on social media. I mean, What's going around? So, I mean just essentially like especially women, yes. Like women are about arguing about are like, "Well, what if Karen got raped and then what about her baby? And what if Susan, um, I can't remember, like found out that her baby was pre or I don't know, just something like found out her baby was what? Not premature, but like had a disability or something. And it just goes on and on about what could happen if they wanted to end the baby or in the baby's life. Right. And basically just justifying it. And well, I mean, that's a great question. So there, cause I don't follow any of this. So this mm-hmm. would be interesting to me. So, if you did an ultrasound mm-hmm. and you found out your baby was going to be handicapped, right? What they're saying is, and I'm asking this: yes. it's better to kill it. That's, that's yeah. what they're saying. That's what, yeah, because there were so many of them and like that. That, yeah. like seriously? No, seriously. And some of them, like, was, there was just just going to be handicapped. What if your, or it was like, what if Susan, or I'm going to say Susan again, was um, like super young, sixteen, okay, and she didn't have money or something what is what about then are you gonna i don't can't remember what it was but well, no. basically yeah, it was like giving excuses, excuses. Well, no, but so for like the same kind again i'm right. just playing this out right. so i'm asking these questions i've never really got into yeah. so for all the people out there today that can't have babies so mm-hmm. we're saying yep. susan yeah would not see it as an opportunity to give somebody a child exactly. mm-hmm. no yeah and they would rather they're kill selfishly it? Mm-hmm. thinking no. themselves. they'd rather kill it and yes. people have said that's okay there are arguments yeah. on there are arguments. People are I mean, okay with that. I mean, it's intense. That, that would be okay? Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. I know. 
Wow, like I again. That's they, one of the subjects like I don't like to talk about because I, I get very like heated in the way like like yeah. that's just well, to I'm me surprised. it's crazy. Like I had heard the arguments before like the mom might die. Right. Yeah. Like I've heard those things, but I've never heard anybody really say like, "Oh, I guess my baby's not going to have blue eyes, so we're going to get rid of it." Essentially, or I guess yeah. we're not going to well, be handicapped, or yeah, I guess they might have a problem. I'm or, not going to have enough money to raise it. So. Right. Yeah. That's but, crazy. But there's to all me. these people yeah. out there that adoption agencies are waiting to take in babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I guess I've never heard that before. Oh yeah, it's a big you know thing that that's right a now. big thing. So that's a big argument right now. Well, yes. And it's wow. like hard because it's a lot of them are people that I know and people that mm-hmm. I didn't think would like act the way that they're acting. My mom had said it was on my cousin's page. She had said, well, who's has a voice for the baby? And I mean, there were like 11 people that liked what my cousin had responded to. And I know that's not a lot, but it's a lot of people to love like the same. Like, I don't know. I, I really had to control myself because you don't mess with my mom. Yeah. And I know that's my cousin, but still like. Right. You don't mess with family. And like right. to see, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you wanted to get on there and come. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Because that's just how I am. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, the, the whole lot, that was what we were talking about yesterday. Like this whole, but I thought it was interesting afterwards. I went out and asked people. So let's say it is true. Mm-hmm. And big government, you know, is doing this, you know, and saying, are these big companies are doing it? Are we willing to boycott them? And essentially people's answer where it's no. something impossible to do. Wow. You know, because look at everything that comes, look at everything that I get from Amazon. Right. But that's just so scary because it I just, know. everything that you have said in the sermons, like yeah. to me, it just lines up. Like all I can see is like when you're speaking, I see what's happening. Right. And we are completely going against everything that is being said in the Bible. Well, I mean, it, like this is what I said. You know, when we were talking about it yesterday after the podcast to people, I said, so think about, you know, the whole conditioning process. So essentially what we've conditioned people to do is to get to this place that would say, we're going to make it so that you only feel like the only place that you can get stuff from is right. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially working. Right. Because all these companies are saying, you know what, it's easier to sell on Amazon than to sell anywhere else. So we're not even going to sell in a store. We're not going to sell. You're not going to be able to go get it. So stores are giving into it. Right. So pretty soon, let's say there's three, four or five things. And so I, I posed this question last night. So think about this. So today we're saying buy a shirt, kill a baby. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what we're saying. Like, if you're going to buy from Amazon and Amazon's going to fund people to go get an abortion. Exactly. Right. You can call whatever you want, but that's really what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would we agree? Like, if yeah. you're going to fund it, you're going to fund it. Right? Yeah. That's just the way yep. that it works. So we make that personal decision, whatever you choose. Mm-hmm. It's not personal to you, so it doesn't matter. That's what happens with people. Like, yeah. it's not. You it doesn't not, affect me. Out of yeah, it doesn't affect me today, so no. mm-hmm. I really need a shirt or I really need something, so I'm going to go ahead and do right. it. What happens down the road? Play it out for the revelation stuff. Let's play it out down mm-hmm. the road and said, now your food comes from a source. Mm-hmm. And you same thing. That source isn't that good. You know, it supports bad things, but it's so much cheaper and we're going to be able to do it. And pretty much all of our food is sold through a couple avenues, right? Yeah. And you've been so used to it and you can't get it done anywhere else. And all of a sudden now it comes to, well, all you have to do is just take the mark of the beast and you'll do it. Right. How yeah. many people are going to be like, you know? A lot. It's yeah. going to be easy because we've been doing it without a care. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You've been buying without a conscience. Yeah. Yep. So who's going to care when it comes to, that's what you were talking about, right? right? You're going to get to this place. You've been so conditioned to do the actions of your life without a conscience. Right. And I mean, you're doing it so much that you are, when it comes time to take the beast, you shouldn't, like, you can't be surprised because you let it there. You let, I 
feel yeah, like you let people it happen. let it yeah, happen. You just kept letting things happen. Yeah, like over you time. made it this when we could have all stood together and mm-hmm. opposed. Like I don't right. know. Right. infuriates me. Right, but we're at that point, and I mean, I think that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of the problem, look at what's going on in current affairs today. I mean, Christians have just come to the point where standing up for anything, yeah, you know, and you do get persecuted, yeah. it's like, ah, I just want to say anything, I don't really care, and people just get mad, because what kind of Christian stands up for something? Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like this is the craziest thing in the world when we like what kind of Christian stands up for something. But obviously yeah. we should be right? yes. you know, when, when it comes to that. But something for all of us to process. We talked about that current events yesterday, maybe on a lighter note, current events, the thing that Dan loves, right? <laughs> it not is a Dan, good one. Not that Dan doesn't love no, no, the whole one. discussion right. about, but we were having this discussion it's just before about, yeah, no, something we can move on to right. the it's NBA playoffs. Because yeah. here's the thing about Dan. Oh, yeah. Wait, the NBA? You, yes. Yeah. Oh, if you want to know anything day. about sports, uh-huh. talk to Dan. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you're sports. in on about everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a Colts fan. Colts fan. Unfortunately. Uh, you know. <laughs> Are you wearing uh, Colts? Yeah. yeah. Did, okay. they, did they have a good draft? Yeah. Really good draft. Got a wide receiver, some tight ends. Got some weapons from Mr. Matt Ryan. He's going to tear it up this year. So. <laughs> yeah. You weapons? guys just keep getting old, old decrepit quarterbacks. Hey, Philip Rivers know. did good. <laughs> hey, so, weapons as hey, in guns. The young guy wasn't very good. We had to get him out of there. <laughs> I like what? weapons as in guns, like there are. No. Oh, what what NFL mean? weapons. <laughs> what do you mean? The weapons got okay. some new weapons. Yeah, weapons. Yeah, you're like, M16s and some. Uh, yes. No, I mean like your guns. How, oh, you know how like, people joke right. about your guns? Being, right. No, because yeah. uh, you meant. call like the wide receivers, running back, like things weapons. that help you score. Got help you, you score. Yeah. yeah. Weapons. They're called they're weapons. Guns do too, though. Yeah. yeah. No, they probably Welcome do got some Welcome to the gun show. Yeah. You better have some of those here for the exactly. NFL. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So the Colts had a good draft. They had a good draft. Right. So who do you root for in college? Uh, IU. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. IU, IU basketball. IU basketball. IU football. IU football. Also Notre Dame football. Both. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a huge, one of those huge Notre Dame guys, but. Okay. You know, because when I, growing up in Indiana, all that was on TV was Notre Dame football no, and IU basketball. Ever, did you ever go up and worship Touchdown Jesus? I've actually never been to the stadium. What? I know. It's crazy. I've been have to, you ever seen Touchdown Jesus? Where? It's at Notre Dame Stadium. No. At the end zone. He's, no. Yeah, like this. The end zone. That's why they call him touchdown. Just yeah. from the outside of it. Okay. No. Yeah. And so in the NBA, that's what's going on right yes. now. So Where who else? are you rooting for? Uh, Warriors, Steph Curry. Yeah. No. Not me. No. Who are you rooting for? Uh, nobody, really. Oh, wait. <laughs> that's not true. Okay. So the Milwaukee Bucks, because of the guy that I read the book on, um, uh, I can't say his name now. The guy that got the NBA. Uh, What's it start with? What no, he's in the MVP. Oh, Giannis? Yeah, Onto the Kumpo? Yeah, That's the hardest name to say. That's what it's called. His book is one of the best books I've ever really? read. Really? Oh, his journey from when he came from Greece and the whole, like, everything that led up to it, it That's is interesting. incredible. So if you're an audible person, listen to, listen to it because it's a great book. And again, it just puts a perspective on, like, the one I'm listening to now is about the uh, – the Baylor coach, oh, okay, yeah. you know, and everything that he came through. He's uh, not Bryce Drew, but his brother. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so much it makes it so much funner to watch athletics because you, you heard know the story behind it. And the yeah. Baylor, because he took the job. Think about this: he took the job, Baylor job, because one of the Baylor players took one of the other Baylor players out and murdered him. Yeah. In basketball, yeah, right. Oh, and okay. What? I thought you literally meant that. He no, did. No, he, he murdered did. Really him. Murdered oh, him. yeah, he like, did. Took him yeah, out his fellow and player killed him. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen this true crime episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. No, and then so he talks about how he took the program over then, yep. right? And then he because he was program. mad 
about it or what? You know, I didn't really. I don't know if they got into the why, yeah, really, but either way, yeah. 16, 17 years later, he led him to a national championship. Wow. You know, so it's kind of a cool story. And he talks about how he brought faith back into the program. Oh, that's cool. You know, and made the yeah. foundation faith and made them teach, taught them again, how every life lesson is through God and how every really? step is. And yeah, so it makes you want to root for Baylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know I mean? I'm more of like NBA wise. I'm more of a like player fan. I used okay. to be a big Pacers fan. Back in the 90s, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. And I yes. love watching. When he used to go by to Spike Lee. Oh, yeah. That was his name, right? Yeah, Spike Lee. The, yeah, yeah, like, the choke. Oh, yeah. Oh. See, but, like, so lately, good. this way the NBA is anymore, people moving around. I'm like, yeah. you know, it's more fun just to be a fan of a player. Yeah, like, so you're Steph Curry. Steph Curry, I love him. He's a big Christian guy, too. and he, Is he really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he talks about his faith all the time. He's got, his, like, his own shoe line that th- he has, like, scripture verses. Maybe I'll wow. lead Draymond Green to Christ. Draymond Green is actually a Christian as well. <laughs> Who's this? Not the on the court. I don't know if he is on the court, but Draymond off the Green court. is the guy that gets kicked out of games all the time. Really? Well, he, he, it's time. just because he plays hard. He's okay. one of those guys who, like, you know, all, when you play real hard, you're, you're going to get yeah. Yeah. stuff's going to happen. It's yeah, just, maybe I should read that then. Draymond Green is a Christian. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Steve Kerr, the head coach, is a Christian. Is he really? Yeah. There you go. Got yourself but a new book. I just no. like Steph Curry. Like he, He's got like a YouTube channel. Like I watch him, and he's just... You know, normal, down-to-earth Christian guy, and he's amazing at basketball. What brand of shoes? Uh, they're Under Armour. Interesting. What? Yeah, Under Armour he has brand. Line. Really? He has online, but he has, like, scripture verses, verses yeah. on them. Does he really? Well, like, the, not the whole verse, but, like, First Corinthians something, something. Are on know. the shoes? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Have they yeah. been out for a while? Yeah. Wow. Do you, you have any? Verse? I don't have a pair, no, because they're ridiculous. <laughs> they're expensive? Yeah. Hey, are you a person that buys a bunch of shoes? If I could, I would. <laughs> would my, wife, be, my wife does not allow me to do no, this. But if, but. Would you be the guy that would buy a pair of shoes to match your outfit? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, shoes, I've though. seen guys like Tennis this. Shoes, yeah. yes. There are guys. If I was a millionaire, I if I was a millionaire, I'd have a closet full of shoes that would match you really? everything. Oh, yeah. I love, I love shoes. Wow. I hate to wear them, though. Is that funny, though? Yes. No, I don't think that's like, I hate I socks. I know guys that are like <laughs> that. I hate socks. Oh, is that why? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was because you didn't want to get them dirty. No, I yeah, I don't. That's the other part. Like, like people get new shoes. By the nice shoes, you don't guys. want to wear them outside because then they get no dirty. Way to yeah, clean you them. don't like socks. Oh, I hate socks. <laughs> Thing. I, I hate say, that. Like, ugh, my I cousin does that. Then you pull your shoes off, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" Yes, they well, smell. No, because I don't ever wear socks. Like they don't get my feet don't get stinky because so they're, they're not confined in socks it? all day. That's true. Is that you the, if you don't wear so deodorant as soon as I get home, as soon as I get home, Wait I take my socks and shoes off. If you don't wear deodorant for a long time, yeah. what happens? Your body just gets used to it, and you don't smell anymore. <laughs> I swear. That's true. No, I saw it somewhere. <laughs> I promise. Trust me, it you're telling me. If I'm not leaving the house, Listen I don't have me. socks on. Listen to me. You're telling me that if I stop wearing deodorant. Yes. And my armpits stink the first two or three days. Yes. just go, No. Then, oh, months. I think it's months. Okay. okay. For the yeah. first month. You just got to get through it. Month two. I don't think I can do that. My yeah. armpits aren't going to stink. Yeah. Hey, it'll, no just way. Be ba- it'll just be your body. Like, I don't know oh. how to describe oh. it. <laughs> Don't tell. Don't ask me. Okay. That's what well, I mean, I they didn't have deodorant back in the day. Did it, I mean, I think it's because no, I know everybody so, stunk back in they? the day. I, no, I think it was like the essential oil thing. What I don't was? know. Just carry on because yeah, I don't think I, I know what I'm talking okay. about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was it's something okay. else. It's okay. So this, yeah, this is what That's, makes the podcast. But unique. I admitted it because I knew I was wrong. Okay. No, no, but it's all okay. the other it's times good. I know I'm right. No, that's perfectly fine. Because I know somebody just do the deodorant challenge and get back with. Jenny and let her know how it goes. Okay. You know, come up to her after a month and give her a big hug. Okay. Yeah, and we'll see how, we'll see yeah, how we'll the deodorant, deodorant challenge, challenge. That would yeah. be terrible. So we're, we're getting close to the end, so we, we uh, want to 
We are? Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about then perspective. So okay. we've been in the Revelation series and we've been going down the road of trying to prepare. And again, in the beginning it was, these are like the churches and here's some of the things they were doing right, some mm-hmm. things we're doing. So we're trying to figure out as a church and as people, right? How do we get it figured out? Now we've kind of transitioned, you know, and I think it's been interesting to watch people in this transition because first it was we're in the throne room of heaven mm-hmm. kind of cool to see you know what i mean to think yeah. about like oh process heaven process eternity and i think for a lot of people that brought up questions now we're to this place where it's like get ready the end is coming mm-hmm. yeah. right and so we're at the place in revelation 6 where he gets ready to open up the scroll you know, and on the scrolls, the seven seals and the seven seals are representative of the seven years. Mm-hmm. So before we get into it, Dan, just as a poll, because yeah. I think we've had this poll on before. A poll? Yeah. The post-trib, pre-trib. Or do you believe in any of the tribulation? Oh. Do you believe that you're raptured before, in the middle, or have to suffer all the way through? Or do you, have you never thought of it? Uh, I always thought you were before. Like, yeah. if you're raptured, Jesus is going to come take you away so you don't have to endure any of the any of, any the, of tribulations yeah. that's, that's where wrong. were you did, did you vote you were like the before mm-hmm. no. so we're just saying like if you follow the timeline mm-hmm. of revelation 5 to revelation 6 there really isn't anything that would say you're going to be gone right doesn't he say right. that i won't make you suffer that's in one of the verses no there i thought it is that i won't make you suffer mm-hmm. i'm i know there is no listen so <laughs> i know there so is. in revelation 6 okay right so the opening up of the seals mm-hmm. was the start of tribulation. So we went through all of them except for the seventh one, right? So we'd went through the first six, first four, the fourth apocalypse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, what it's going to bring religious persecution and then natural calamity, right? Those are going to be the judgments on the world. But essentially it's like, we can think about that, but why would he tell us, you know, why would it be important for us to know those things? Mm-hmm. And the big part was because you need to be ready. Right. Right. So you need to be ready. You need to be prepared. Then we shifted to Matthew 24, mm-hmm. which is the Olivet Discourse. So in the Olivet Discourse, it says the same thing that it does in Revelation 6. So the Antichrist is coming. War is coming. Famine is coming. Natural calamity is coming. Religious yeah. persecution is coming. You need to be ready. Well, for a lot of people... You get to this place if you say, so what does it mean really to be ready? Mm -hmm. So how can I be ready? What do I need to be doing? So then the rest of 24 and all of 25 talks about those who were ready Mm -hmm. and those who weren't ready, you know, and what happens to those people. So let's talk first of all, and maybe Jenny, you can... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jenny, you can kick us off. I, was, oh, I, I would love to kick us off. All right, kick us off. First of all, do you think people live? Because mm-hmm. I've always thought this is interesting. Do you think people normally live with the end in mind? No. Right. So I brought up this week, like one of the things that was a gift is when we did know that Sherry got diagnosed with BAP1. So right. one of the things we knew was is that we don't know how long, but no one's ever like cured this. Yeah. So if God doesn't do a miracle at some point, you know, her life's going to be over. Mm -hmm. Right. So take advantage of your time. Live as if the end is near. Right. right? We didn't know when that was, but it did change some of the things we did. Right. I went on more vacations. I spent Mm -hmm. more time just knowing that you don't know how much time you're going to get. So we should probably live. So my question was in the beginning of the message this last week is, so is that normal? Is that the way most people live? Is, do they think about the end in mind? Mm -hmm. Do you think about living as if 
it could be done. Did you before that happened? No, that was my point. Yeah, no, I don't no. think people do. Yeah, I would say naturally it took something in my life. That's what I was trying to get to. Okay. It took something in my mm -hmm. life that would have said, oh, crap. Yeah. You know, the end is near because you don't naturally think about, mm -hmm. you know, what that looks like. But from that day, and mm -hmm. I still do it to this day, when I get up <coughs> and do my journal, I, I, and I've talked about this before, mm -hmm. I'd say how many days I have left, right? Be Wait, what? Yeah, so in the beginning of my journal, every cutting in my journal says, I think I'm at 11,285 days left. Make the most of today. Where did you come up with this number? That I decided from the time that I said it till I've lived till I'm 80. Oh, okay. So there's a number of days. 80 you know, is a good goal. Yeah. Eight, so this is a number of days I have left. Just as a reminder, like. That it's an yeah, end's coming. Yeah. The end is coming. Right. But the point is, so you guys, would you agree, Dan? Most people don't live no, that way. I, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. So then the question becomes is, so now he's saying, mm -hmm. now that you've read this in Matthew 24, be looking for the signs, be ready because the end is near. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how is it like, how do you translate that over into a person or what can people do to be like, oh, I probably should be thinking about or living as if the end is near. So any mm -hmm. maybe personal experience or something that we could help people understand or do when it comes to that? Well, right now, everything that's going, like you just said it before, but everything that's going on right now, I don't see how no one could see the correlations between it. Like, I don't know. I mm. just think that, and I don't know if they thought this like years ago too. I mean, they've always said that the world was, or it was the end of times, but I really like by reading it, hearing you speak, like speak it, it's, it just sounds like everything's starting to happen. Hmm. Dan, thoughts do you have? Well, I would just say like for, I mean, yeah, like you say, you can kind of see things happen, but they've, you look back, things have always been happening, right. but I think to be prepared for, you just need to make sure that you are yourself, first of all, in right standing with God and that you make sure that everybody that you love least knows about him mm. yeah I mean, that's how you can prepare because mm. then you're doing what you're supposed to be doing like mm. i want to see this person in heaven so i better make sure that they know because mm -hmm. it's not up to us to change them but right. i did my job and said hey you know i'd like to see you yeah. in heaven mm -hmm. so i mean that's for me that's the way you got to prepare it's like i want to make sure everybody that i know and care about at least knows about jesus so i can hopefully see them again yeah, yeah. and that's some of what it says so in matthew 24 one of the things he says about he says well you can know you'll be ready when you know that you have the right mindset, that you're a servant, mm -hmm. right? So he starts with like, you know, you're a servant and you know that you have a master. So you should be doing the master's business, right. mm -hmm. which is some of what you said, yeah, then, right? Like definitely. the master's business is knowing that, and it starts and that, that was the other thing it talked about is like, Jenny, if you knew that somebody was coming into your house and going to break in, yeah. mm -hmm. right? You wouldn't leave your house, right? Right. Unprotected. No. Right. So that would be what fools would do. Mm -hmm. right. But that's why he uses that analogy. He's like, hey, well, you know that the thief is coming. Yeah. Right. You know that he's coming to, to destroy. You know he's coming to steal. Don't leave the house unprotected. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. so that was the other piece that it went into. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I okay. use the analogy to say, so Jenny, one of the ways that you can make it so that your house is protected is mm -hmm. to take care of yourself. Like how do you protect yourself? Right. Yeah. So give us some, you and then Dan both give us some safeguards of how you could say, this is how I, mm -hmm. through the things that I do, protect my house, meaning my spiritual right. life, the, the things that, that I'm supposed to do to protect me mm -hmm. individually. What are, what are some things that you, maybe you do? I mean, just 
reading the Bible and staying in connection and trying to have a deeper relationship with him and then being more available to hear what he wants me to do in okay. his will, whether it's to go speak to somebody or say something or put something out somewhere. I just try to be like available, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So let's talk about that for just a mm -hmm. second. So how does a person make themselves more available? Mm -hmm. Cause I've heard a lot of people say that, but in your mind, how do you make yourself more available? What's something that I, you do? just give me one thing or okay. two things that you would do. So I, for me, I need to be, I'm very distracted. Okay. I think we all know that. Okay. And it's hard for me to sit somewhere or just with other stuff going on. So I have to physically like put myself in a scenario where everything's off or mm. like going on a walk. Like sometimes I take my walks and I don't have anything with me and I just use it for time with God. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Dan, same thing. How about for you? What's, what's one way that you can help people understand how to be better to protect their own house? Um, well, for, as far as like myself is just making sure that I'm daily and constantly just thinking about uh, like how is would God be glorified in what I'm doing mm. is is what I'm doing you know to better yeah. his kingdom or is it to better myself right which you know that for me that's a big help because you know I, a lot of times I just go and I don't think before I do things mm. yeah so Same. yeah so you know it's just for me I gotta remember okay like, why am I doing this oh that you so know? that's a, I mean that's a good idea like the yes. thought would be is you're saying evaluate yeah mm -hmm. like I gotta evaluate today yeah, what, like, what, what am so I doing does with my it time? fit into right. glorifying God, right? right? So that so taking time to evaluate. Yeah. Well, you're doing yeah. two things at once too. You're looking out for yourself and then looking out for others because right. they are yeah. looking to you and seeing that. Right, and I'm leaving, yeah. leaving myself like open. If like say, hey, someone needs a, hey, can you come meet with me or something? You know, I've got that. I'm available. Right, right. right. So I, I try yeah. not to stack my schedule either. Like mm -hmm. that's why I don't like. I used to work two jobs. I quit doing that. Went on one job. So I, I'm open. Someone says, "Hey, I need, I need you. I can, right. I can go." Yeah. So I, I mean, that's jobs. another good thing is you gotta if you don't if you don't schedule in downtime, you're not gonna have downtime. Right. Mm -hmm. But yep. if you don't schedule in margin, you're not gonna have margin. Right. Yeah. It's always gonna be taken by something else. Right. So making yourself available. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So the the other piece of it here at the end, we talked about protecting your house. What does it mean to protect others in your house, mm -hmm. right? So this is your kids, this is your wife, you know, and Jenny, for you, that's not yet. Like you right, don't have that right. to think about, but right. you know, maybe Dan, you know, thinking about what is the responsibility as a man, what is the responsibility as a woman when it comes to God's given us a stewardship, you know, if you're a wife sitting out there today, the stewardship's your husband and your children. Mm -hmm. You know, if your husband, you know, it's your wife and your children. Like, what does it look like to truly guard your house, steward your kids, do the best thing possible to protect them, you know, in that way, in your mind? Well, for me, it's uh, making sure that they are um, somehow connected to God, whether it's going to church mm. or doing like, you know, quiet. Like I know my oldest boy doesn't like, sorry, like to come to church anymore, but he says he watches it online. Hmm. So I, I make sure I question him about it. Mm -hmm. You know, that way I know he's still, right. Cause you know, you could say that he's yes, watching he it can. and <laughs> not actually, you know what I'm saying? So, but I mean, just, just making been sure there. that they're somehow, you know, connected to God in some way. Mm -hmm. And then also trying to just be that example for them too, and how I do things so that mm -hmm. they can see that this is the way to live yeah. you right know? so mm -hmm. right which isn't always easy to do but no. right yeah but right I, I mean that's that's how i look at it. just making sure that they're somehow connected to god in some way or you right. know like i know the boys serve too so i mm -hmm. make sure they, they like to do that so yeah yeah that's just making awesome. sure that they're somehow 
you know, God's touching them somehow, and I make sure that they stay on that. Any suggestions as a husband to other husbands on how to protect mm-hmm. their wives yeah. or lead their wives well? Um, I mean, just I would say just make again, maybe pray with them mm. from time to time. I'm not saying I do it all the time, but just take yeah. some time to occasionally pray with them or just spend time doing other things than just you know your regular yeah. you know just. Checking up on them, say, mm-hmm. "Hey, how's it going?" Mm-hmm. And then, like, we'll send each other little scripture verses every now and then too. Just mm-hmm. yeah, little things. Going back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Just, so, Jenny, as a future wife, mm-hmm. you know, well, yeah. do you have some things in your mind, like how you would protect your children, or how you would like a husband to pr- protect you? Prayer as a future prayer, mm-hmm. like praying together, or just both. Being like, "Hey, I prayed for you." Both. Okay. I think it would be really cool to, um, even like from beginning to date, like every single night to pray hmm. like together. Okay. Yeah. And so again, the, the praying out loud together mm-hmm. would be yes. important to you, yeah. right? To be mm-hmm. able to do that. Yeah. What about your future kids? Same thing? I don't know. I would definitely be more involved with them. Um, like in the Bible, I'd mm. definitely make sure that they understood it as opposed to just hearing about it. Okay. Because I think that matters. Right. Yeah. And so I would just say for, for all of it, cause we're at the end now. So let's, I think this is just a personal thing for me is, is that I don't think we take enough time to sit down with our kids and, or with our wife and just talk about life experience and how it applies mm-hmm. to how God is leading us in the things we're doing. Like, I think sometimes we get so caught up in like, we're going to do a Bible study or we got to read the Bible yeah. or we got to pray yeah. together. And I'm like, part of the disconnect from my kids you know, early on was mm-hmm. you can read and talk about the Bible, but it has no life experience to it. Like they don't have any idea how that applies to anything. And so that's why I think being in conversations with our kids about mm-hmm. what's going on and then not go back to, well, you know what the Bible says, you know, yes. that's again, there's a difference in yeah. applying the principles of scripture to the lives of people Mm -hmm. than saying, well, the Bible says, absolutely. Right. So I think it's, it's part of our craft or part of our responsibility to understand that, to go through these like life experiences with them and then bring the, bring a perspective of scripture. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a verse of scripture. Right. It's a perspective of scripture, scripture that brings clarity to a situation, right? Like if we can do that, I think it helps then connect the dots because I think the biggest disconnect for people today is, well, the Bible says, and the world does, yes. and I have no idea how to put them together. Or the Bible says this about, I should be the spiritual leader in my home, but then mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to do it in my home and it never really works. And so instead of just like, well, this is where we're at and this is why I feel like we should work through this situation and then just have conversation, right? right? Like sit down, have conversation, but remember that, and this would be the other part of it is uh-huh. conversation has to be happening and ongoing yeah. for you to be able to have any intentional yes. conversation. No. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you just show up in your kid's room, you one day that's is, weird. Right? You never <laughs> talk so to them yeah. or you never sit down with them and have any type of fun conversation. And then you show up like, yeah. Hey, you want to sit down and talk? And they're like, Oh no. Yep. What did yep. I do? Because dad never mm-hmm. talks to me or dad right. never. Yeah, I, I would highly suggest that if you have kids, to take them out on dates. Yeah, definitely. Just one on one, just yeah. fun times. Because then, like you said, you're already building that relationship. Then you can go in the room and have those kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to date our kids all the time. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, everyone mm-hmm. had a 
date night they were date day or breakfast or right. whatever so it was cute. they would pick whatever wherever place they would want to go and yep. i would take them and yeah you know sit with them and again because we gave them time yep. right mm-hmm. to be able to do that such so great advice nick to Absolutely. Be able to, nick i'm looking at nick <laughs> you can see both of them looks like no. great advice dan you know on being able to date oh yeah your i love kids. that and it's yeah. obvious date your wife yeah have mm-hmm. these conversations yep. that go along with it so let's end it with this so if we were going to give advice to people mm-hmm. you know we've already said like here's some things that we can do with our kids here's some things that we can do with our family but one of the things dan that you brought up is pretty much we know that we can be ready when we know we're about the business of god yeah right so yeah. how is it that we as people of god can be about his business right and, I, and i'm not saying it just generally you know because sometimes we're just like We'll go out and reach people for Jesus. So, like, I'll just give you an example. One of the things that we talked about earlier was being about the business of God could be coming into this room and running a camera. Right. Yeah. Being yeah. on a computer. Mm-hmm. You know You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, people forget sometimes that when we say about being about the business of God, it doesn't mean you out there are pulling people somebody. down to their knees, leading them to Christ. Right. Right? right. There's other ways to be about the business of God. Mm-hmm. And so maybe speak into how you've done it or how you've seen other people do it. And get for so that we can give people this broader perspective about being about the business of God. Right. I see for me, like serving is definitely the biggest thing because mm-hmm. you're you're getting out there and you're just helping people like especially youth. Like we, we talk about this church all the time. We got to get this generation yeah. going. So just just hanging out with the kids is huge because, right. mm-hmm. you know, you're you're reaching out. You're showing them how it is to be. And, you know, just. Anything that you can do to, relationally to be with people and show, give them, show them the love of God is that's huge right there. I mean, right. yeah. I, and again, like you said, the, in the background, like you know, I'm a time when people come up and say, "Oh man, it sounded so great today." And yeah, you know, it's just because you I, when I was church shopping before I came here, you go to some churches and you walk in, you're just kind of like, like it, it <laughs> might it might have been a good service, Nobody but like to talk. You, you don't you don't really understand how like no. if the music sounded bad, the preacher's mic yeah, was all right. it, it's it's a turn off, right? So you distraction. It is. Right. It like is. you said, distraction. So, I mean, like you said, just coming in and you're doing good on that. People are distracted and focused. So just, yeah. just there's there's something for everyone to do. It's just you got to get out and serve and be with the people somehow. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. Yeah. Jenny, thoughts? <laughs> that's a, that's, Why a, you that's an Ariel song. Be where the people are. Oh, gee. Well, sing know, it. Sing it. Who's Ariel? I don't know. Well, Little Mermaid? Little Mermaid. Oh, got it. That's just what came to my mind. Okay. Anyways, um, well, one thing I say that I always say is, and something I don't do well enough. <laughs> but I something should, I always say, but I don't do. Yes, but I should She's be doing aware of it. That's, well, that's okay. That is my biggest piece of advice is to give your testimony and mm. not discount anything, whether it be no. just something that God did in recently or your whole life story. Yeah, so let's clarify that because mm-hmm. this is the other thing that people get weirded out about. So if somebody says, hey, come and give Jenny your testimony, they're thinking yeah. they have to have this like yeah. huge story. Like convert, right. drug convert. I was deep in the drugs. Yeah. No, no, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you're saying, come and tell me your story. Just meaning this, it could be as simple as it was so cool this week. God did. Yeah. God yeah. showed up when, where, yeah. why? Right. Yeah. Right. Doesn't and how would people, detailed. you know, cause again, that would be the thing we tell people to share it. And the reason that you're passionate about it is because you do that, right? You like help mm-hmm. people share their testimony. So here's, I'm going to give a recommendation. Okay. Okay. So here's a recommendation. If you're a podcast listener, mm-hmm. I would suggest that you figure out how to have a meeting with Jenny and let Jenny interview you. 
And through yes. the interviewing process, Jenny's good about pulling out pieces yeah. of your story and putting it together mm-hmm. and reminding everybody that everybody has a story. Yes, I could you get know? it out of and everybody. So I would just recommend sitting down with Jenny. She's really good at sitting down, getting, you know, people's what's going on in their life right. and being able to extrapolate out like cool mm-hmm. parts of their story. So if you're listening to the podcast, you could use the number that Jenny's going to show us later that you could text it in and then Jenny will get back with you yeah. on it. But that would be my recommendation. Okay. Is that I love that. She said, share your testimony. So over the next couple of weeks, that's send her challenge. It in. Yeah. Get we'll it wait in. until I'm done from Disney. No, I'm saying you can text <laughs> it. No, I'm saying text it in. Yeah. So I can get we, a meeting. Yeah, we'll, we'll have it in a place yeah. and Jenny will be getting back with you setting up a meeting and yeah I love that yeah being able to do it that's a great idea yeah so mine again it's pretty much the same but I've always said pick what you pick what you love mm-hmm. so there's yeah. two things in your life there's always something to do so mm-hmm. what Dan says if you're coming to a local church or you're going to a local church right now find a place man your station mm-hmm. be a part of the team so if you're coming to Life Church find a place and if you can't find a place it's not that hard you know There's so much no i know but i'm saying it's not that hard one of the things you're going to be seeing it's pretty cool nick and his team's going to be doing this coming up and i think it's sometime in the summer or the fall there's going to be like a volunteer mm-hmm. push yeah. and so like his team's now thinking and creating ways so that people can like know because it is hard what right. do you do here and how do you know mm-hmm. you know what to do like because there was an example given of like we talked about being uh, people volunteering in children's. Yeah. And so some people are like, Oh, kids. Like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if I can do kids, but then they didn't know that you could run the check-in. Yeah. So right? much more than that. That's what I'm saying because people just don't know. Right. So that's going to be coming down the road. So I've always said, man, a station in the mm-hmm. church that you're in, pick a place. If you're coming, get into one of those. Yeah. Then that's being about the business of God mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning, giving mm-hmm. people a chance. Because remember every single person that walks in this door we want them to experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. it takes everybody manning their station. Yes. Right? And the other part is, is do what you love, do what you love, but do it on purpose. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pick the things that you love yep. do it on purpose. Yeah. You know, and if you do that, you'll never get out, burn out during ministry. Yep. Yeah. And that's like, easy. If you take those two things, man, your station on a Sunday morning, everybody needs to be a part of what's going on. You know, and that's just a part about being about God's business. Right. You know, and we got to pick a spot and we got to be at our spot and we got to man the station we at. And then if you pick the things that you love and you yep. just start putting purpose behind it, mm-hmm. yep. things are going to flourish. Yeah. Right? And, yep. and God's going to be able to use, be used in amazing ways. Yeah. So yep. I think yeah, that's you're passionate cool. about it. Yeah. Right. All right. So Dan, again, thank you. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate, you know, not only being on our podcast, but honestly, all the things that you've done yeah. for the years at Life Church of Dan's a perfect example of somebody said, give me a station. I'll man yeah. it. Janelle the same way. Give me a station. I'll man it. Wherever. And throughout all of these years. And the cool thing is Dan's been through the ups and downs, you know, so yeah. if you ever want to talk to anybody about like what it was like before. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> been a, a long picture. journey. That's what I mean. Yeah. And so no, what's yeah. so cool about it is I'm so thankful because Dan's story of watching this happen and sticking it out to me is a testimony of what it takes, you know, because now yeah. he's seeing the fruit mm-hmm. of the sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, if you think, think about where we were 16 years ago, it's just crazy. It, it's really hard for anybody. actually. And, it, and it's God. It's all well, God. It's, we can tell them, Dan, you can be my first person to sit down with me in a meeting. <laughs> no, I'm huh? just, saying i mean you have to look at people like dan and just say the re- that's yeah. the reason that god can work is because people stick it out and well, people yeah. put up with it and, if it wasn't know, and, and i've always said this like th- this is just life church today and there's going to be another 
16 years and there that journey's tough like if you're going to be out there and you're going to put yourself out there and you're mm-hmm. going to be a part of this army you know i keep going back to i wish we had some of the same things the I salvation know, army. i love that you know, i wish we named our people i want to be kind of a stuff. officer no i want to be a soldier yeah. i want to be Dude, everything I wanna, yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying like but either way what? You know, Dan exhibited, him and Janelle both have exhibited what it really means to go through the good and the bad. And as you're going through the good and the bad, just jump in. Mm-hmm. Nope. Because yeah. there's a thousand things to do, especially like in the beginning. And people think there's a thousand things to do now. Think about it when we had nobody. Uh, yeah. sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no money. And there's nothing that we could do. And so, Dan, just thank you. So I'm really, you know, so thankful that to know you for this long and to just watch, you know, your evolution and your family, watch your family grow up. You yeah. know, again, one of the greatest things about being in ministry is I get to see children when they're young, grow up to be young men and, and women and to see, you know, that journey together. And we're, you know we just want to say thank you mm-hmm. you know for all of what you've done throughout all of these years to build the foundational platform right that's what the guy in the right. Baylor University mm-hmm. he sold this to his team because when they when they were at the place like they lost all these players mm-hmm. and they down to these seven players who weren't very good they said you know what you're never going to experience the national championship but your name will be forever imprinted on the time when they do mm-hmm. because you laid a foundation yeah. and it takes so many people to lay that foundation and so few people get to see it because they don't like just to take a brick and put it on top of the right. next brick and the next brick and the next brick they want to stand at a wall and look at it's it ready. completed yeah and i'm thankful that you you know are one of those people that said you know what i'm gonna lay bricks yeah you know and i'm going to keep laying bricks and that that we get to sit back and and say thank you to the people that, that right. are and that will continue to do mm-hmm. and that from your testimony and your example we can all sit back and say we all just laid a brick yeah you know what i mean right. and then god got to work yep as long as we just keep laying the bricks and building the walls god gets to do the most amazing work and impossible so thanks dan for all that you've yes, done thank thanks you. for being on the podcast and your story and testimony in your life and again thanks to everybody for joining us so mm-hmm. before we go though dang it real quick what text i forgot to text thing. oh the i number. wasn't gonna forget it though oh well i was about ready to say goodbye <laughs> i wasn't don't you worry so i, I would have interrupted you ready to say thanks and see you later so jenny so, tell people how they can get a hold of us okay so you can get a hold of us us by I don't even think anybody's emailed us anymore. No, this well, is that's the old new school. Thing. Yeah, so now no, it's just the phone number. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? This is the new thing. So you're gonna text podcast to four zero eight eight three eight three, and we want you to do this by sending questions, comments, concerns. If you want to be a guest, now an interview. Can I interrupt you for a second? Is Why? this really how you do it? Do you like? No, do like I don't have my phone. Yes, but you know what I mean. Like, do you put podcast uh, in like what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never done it before. Because so you do so you type the number in. You type the and number in. And then where the message is, you just say podcast. Yes. Well, you, you want to know why? You can just text the right. number, just have a conversation, or if you do text podcast, it brings you to a group. Okay. And then so we can we can text out the whole group. Got right. it. Okay. So I never have done anything like this before. So every time you said it, I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to seem like why? a dummy <laughs> because I didn't want to be the oh idiot. Oh my god! I didn't want to be the well, idiot. It would be like when you say text podcast. Does it like really mean it really does in the part where you would write the message yes. to somebody you say podcast? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. It's I okay. Hey, you. I'm sure there are a ton of people that needed to know <laughs> yeah. that. I'm guaranteed. But I'm just telling you, you need to be a part of the group. Well, yes, definitely, especially because like 
time to come, we will eventually have different groups. Right. So that will be necessary. So you're not in like the children's group or something. Right. Well, you know? I mean, the other part of it is too, like you guys send out, you're going to be our guests. Yes. And sometimes we put it out there. Like, do you have any questions? For right. Because remember that what makes this special is the relationship aspect, connecting with you and yes. being able to bring those two worlds together. Yeah. So that makes it happen. Yes. That's our avenue. That yeah. and YouTube. Mm -hmm. Right. And the questions that right. come back through YouTube. Yeah. So. The YouTube comments, questions. I mean, that's really all the last yeah. episode was. Right. So, yeah, we just want to have a relationship with you. And if you can't be on the show, we want you on the show within your words. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay, send us out, Jenny, since I tried once. What? It's time to say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>